Hello and welcome to the Sauk Valley Spotlight Podcast, where we shine a light on the people and places of the beautiful Sauk Valley. In each episode, we highlight the hidden gems and untold stories of local businesses, community leaders, and the people that call the Sauk Valley home. I'm your host, Drew Williams, and today I'm joined by Kim Ewaldson, who's the Executive Director of Regional Economic Development and Donor Relations for Sauk Valley Community College. Kim, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Absolutely. Can you just give us a quick snapshot for our listeners, a, a little intro? Who are you? Who do you love? Give us a, a quick a quick look into Kim. Sure. So I grew up in the Sauk Valley. Uh, my family farmed, still does. Um, We're at the Twin City Farmers Market, which is the year-round farmers market in Sterling. Um, My husband and I uh, live in Morrison uh, with our two kids. We have an eight-year-old and a twelve-year-old, so you can imagine what life can be like. Uh, And a lot of activity. We also it is for sure, and we own uh, with some partners um, an agribusiness as well. Oh wow! So you guys are truly uh, knee deep in kind of the ag economy here, in the culture here. Um, Tell tell us how that uh, farming lifestyle and then just being plugged into this community, how did that transition you to your current uh, position now at Sock Valley Community College of overseeing all the things you do? What what, what is the the story of Kim and, and kind of that journey of the passions that brought you to where you are? Sure. So I think I'm not unlike most farm kids um, in that, you know, 4-H was a very big part of our life. So that's where I learned a lot of my leadership skills, right? Mm. A lot of opportunities came to me through 4-H. Um, I was fortunate actually um, with some folks that are are members of your church um, Mm. that are neighbors and, you know, lifelong family friends and generic parents once upon a time Um, and helping make sure that I also had some leadership opportunities. And so I would get to lobby, you know, our legislators at 15 and 16 years old when I was a commodity spokesperson. Wow. Um, I was a spokesperson for the state of Illinois um, for a commodity association uh, while I was in college at the age of 20. So I had some opportunities to travel to meet with some really cool people and do some really great things Mm. that, you know, weren't really something that a a normal teenager might find themselves doing. Um, I knew I always wanted to come back to the area. Uh, I pursued a degree in ag economics. And so once I graduated, had an opportunity to have a really cool internship through the state of Illinois. Um, It was one of, it's called the Dunn Fellowship. So there's like 30 Hmm. uh, graduates from across the state of Illinois that apply for this internship. It's a year long position. uh, And I had one that ended up being one of three rotating positions. So it meant I got to spend, um, you know, parts of the year in three different areas Uh, that the governor had control over. You really got to get kind of a sampling of multiple different positions. I did. And, and it, you know, part of that I think helped propel me to the leadership spot that I have today and the things that I hold near and dear to my heart, um, in terms of, you know, local control, local community development, um, economic development, all of those things were supported by the work that I did. And at the same time, I, I hope I'm this way to other people and encourage them to pursue their opportunities and give them chances. Yeah. Um, nobody should have given me a key to the Capitol at the age of 21. But, yeah. I, you know, there's there's offices in the Capitol that you had that. Yeah. Um, and so I I never thought that I couldn't 
there was always someone pushing me to make sure I had the opportunities to pursue what I wanted to do. And I, yeah. I am hopeful that in whatever I'm doing now, I can be that motivator for someone else. And that's probably one of the things that I love most. Yeah. Okay. It's so just trying to motivate people to see how great they can be. So I'm definitely seeing kind of that common thread of from a young age, others uh, seeing potential in you, giving you opportunities, encouraging motivation, encouraging leadership in you. And that has really built in a passion for you to turn around and do the same thing for, for others. So how did that get you into higher education? So when I came back to the region, um, I had the opportunity to work for the Sauk Valley Chamber. Then um, as mm. kids came along, um, there was an opportunity to really focus just on economic development, not community development in, mm. in Morrison, where I live. Um, and so, <clears throat> you know, I have always believed in, you know, building relationships, maintaining relationships and surrounding yourself with really good people. Yeah. Um, and so one of the first things I did um, in when Dr. Helmick, who's the president of the college, mm -hmm. moved to the area, was reached out and said, I want you to know about the great things that we're doing over here in Morrison and how can we support what you're doing at the college? Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of where that that um, next step and in adventure into higher education started. When was that? Um, that would have been in 2015. 16, 2015, 16, okay. sometime in that time. Frame. Yeah. So less than 10 years ago, Yeah. that got kind of a, a, a handshake going, a foot in the door mm -hmm. at SOC. And so then when did you officially join the team there? So I joined the team in uh, November of 2019 okay. um, and was going to start out in economic development and not, not the deal shaking. I think that's the question everybody has. Like, so what do you do? Is the college going to get in, in charge of like we can make this incentive and help bring a company to town. No, but we have other attributes. Yeah. We have customized training, right? Mm. That we can offer for people. We have upskilling that we can do. Um, we have some abatement programs that are available. So, you know, we're working with our local community folks and saying, here's what, what we can do as a college to support what package you're putting together either to retain a business or attract a business wow. here. So that was sort of the goal of it and, and to sort of start having those conversations more on campus as opposed to silos on a, on a regional yeah. level. Yeah. And I think that's what excited me. Well, and that has, that has led to, I've, I've heard recently about um, some of the um, opportunities that SOC has been to uh, host all three chambers of commerce mm -hmm. from Dixon, Rock Falls, Sterling, uh, to be at the same table, to almost kind of hear some of the ideas rather than duplicating efforts without realizing that everyone's kind of working on the same thing, but getting everyone at the same table. Was that, uh, it, is that under your purview now? Is that directly because of your involvement? Was that happening before? Um, that was happening before, but I think that's the the leadership of, of Dr. Helmick mm. and sort of the entire leadership council and president's cabinet at the college. You know, uh, there is that theory and you'll hear it from a lot of us number of times probably is that we are the community's college and we want everybody to feel like they have a place out there, whether it's to come out there for a community event, whether it's to come to us as a resource. Yeah. Um, maybe you want to learn to play the ukulele. You can take a community class. Um, maybe you want to teach something. We have community, you know, classes that you can teach that we're always looking for instructors for. Um, college for kids. So I think it's that top-down mentality that we've all sort of adopted yeah. um, that leads into that framework of 
how we're from the college and how can we support you Yeah, in your mission? Yeah. And so with your position of uh, regional economic development and donor relations, um, so you're really helping um, on a organizational level. So not so much in the, the academic side, but an organizational level, as well as legacy building for Sauk Valley Community College. Um, what parts of that have actually been maybe surprising to you that you've uh, stepped up into that are new? So I don't think I envisioned overseeing the Small Business Development Center um, okay. when I started. Um, I had, uh, and it plays a, a vital role in the economics of the region. Um, and so, you know, I started in November and uh, the former director left in February. Um, I officially took that spot as well in March first and the pandemic hit 13 weeks, 13 oh days later. Gosh, yeah. So, you know, then it's that office kind of became what, because there's so many across the state, there's like 45 similar offices across the state of Illinois. Of small business mm-hmm. development. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we provide um, no cost, uh, confidential support services to entrepreneurs and small businesses. Wow. Um, and so it can range anything from, um, I want to make cookies for a living. Somebody told me I have the best cookies. It's my grandma's recipe. Well, we will meet with you at that point and every step of the way, make sure you still want to make cookies 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Right. Cause you're not going to have a break. Right. And, and maybe you find your why isn't that. Yeah. So that's what we try to get our businesses to understand is what's the why. So I think that's one of the surprising roles is, um, you know, that is, and we're not a necessarily a student facing function of right. the college. Right. I'm more community focused. Yeah. Um, so I think it's been interesting to see the integration of that into education. Um, I'm married to an entrepreneur, so they have their own mindset. It's understanding what that looks like and also um, how that merges with the business and education world. Cause sometimes they have separate focuses. Yeah. Um, but you can bring them all together in a very um, functional role. Yeah. And that's what's interesting too, that I think was surprising to me and I think would be surprising to others is to know that Sock Valley Community College has these community facing business development, um, encouraging economic growth type focuses uh, over and above the fact that it's also an educational institution. Absolutely. And I think that's the, you know, some somebody said it's one of the best kept secrets in the Sauk Valley, right? But I think the pandemic helped us a little bit because mm. some of those relief programs were rolled out through centers like ours across yeah. the state. The state said, we have you in place. We're going to use you to wow. carry that message forward. So some of that education was done that, hey, there's this entity out there. And and we've started to do virtual work, mm. um, which has really helped a lot of our business owners um, and small businesses. And that's still the, the sentiment that we continue to operate in. So if we have a small business owner um, that wants to talk about expansion, um, we will schedule an appointment. But maybe they're trying to just keep the doors open and the lights on. So we have some opportunities that they can meet with us after hours yeah. or on a weekend afternoon, on a Sunday afternoon. Um, so it's trying to figure out how to support, best support um, those entrepreneurs in, in achieving their goal. Yeah. Um, and I think it's it's kind of exciting to see how it merges. So um, we may have a conversation. One of the advisors, business advisors at the college um, center may have a discussion with an entrepreneur 
and maybe it's a zoning issue that comes up. Well, Mm. so then, okay, Kim, who can we call? Or maybe we know of an expansion, but because of my background in economic development, I know if we're talking expansion, we need to talk about whether a property is in an enterprise zone or in a TIF district. Yeah. Um, And then that changes the whole dynamic of a project because there may be some dollars available to them um, because of those things. Because of different types yeah. of uh, government right. programs or even regional and local tax dollars that are able to be uh, released for certain type of zoned areas. And and that's the type of, I mean, it, it's, <laughs> it's city planning and uh, tax law and all the other things that entrepreneurs don't realize that they need to be an expert in to get a business off the ground. They got into it because... They love to quilt. Yes. Or they're really passionate about graphic design or, you know, cooking and making people eat a good meal gives them the greatest joy. They haven't thought about licenses and insurance and permits and things like that. And so um, I think that that is a really cool thing to find out that is available for our area. Because, I mean, one of the things that I've noticed, even just moving here recently, um, and the listeners of the podcast will know I say this all the time, but it's so true, is I I have been blown away by the amount of entrepreneurialism and kind of uh, pull up by the bootstraps, can-do attitude that that is in this area. There is like a, a higher amount per capita of mom-and-pop businesses in this area in, in the most beautiful and wonderful way. There you know? is. You, you are 100% right. And I think that's partly woven in the fabric of the community. Yeah. And it's just ingrained. I don't think you can... Somebody ha- has asked me in the past, like, how did you do a project? I don't know that you can replicate that project somewhere mm. else mm. because of the people that are here. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, that is by far one of our strengths in the region is our people. And so that's something that you have listed as an asset and you know going into it. Yeah. And that's that's part of the game. So what's the secret sauce of an entrepreneur? You're married to one. You work with people all the time. What is it that, that, that sets people apart between the ones who can make it past the 12-month mark? So I think that it's the ones that are always looking for the next step. So one of the things that, you know, a lender always likes to see is a business plan. Yeah. Um, and you have some entrepreneurs that are just like the textbook entrepreneur. I'm not doing that. I've had people bring one to me on a napkin. Like this is my business plan. Um, but it's having that plan and not letting it sit on a shelf. Mm. It's kind of revisiting it. So whether it's actually written down or just in your head, Like every, you know, 18 months, kick it around. Like, okay, we made it past the 12 mark, 12 month mark. What did we learn? Yeah. Here's where we want to continue to go. Here's what we need for the future. Here's some things that maybe didn't work so well. Yeah. And just continue to tweak that. So I think that's part of it. I think it's that ability to achieve that dream. Mm. Um, And to some respects, they don't like the word no. And I don't either for that matter. Like I like to be super creative. So if you tell me no. Is that one of the requirements though? Is, is someone who doesn't take no for an answer to be able to push through? Cause I mean, uh, I mean, I'm talking about the 12 month mark, even just as there's so many small businesses and business ideas that get started and then fizzle out in a few months because of certain roadblocks, because of a lack of uh, a, a, a customer base and they didn't know how to overcome those instances. So like, you know, what is it that that someone needs to have or develop in themselves if they're going to be successful? I think determination and just mm. the ability to soak in what 
being shared with you, right? Yeah. So um, there are people that I think sometimes our role in any leadership and community development position um, is part counseling mm. or therapy, right? Sometimes it's just having that conversation with someone that that can understand what you're going through and know that you're not alone. Yeah. Um, and so I think part of your success rate is surrounding yourself with other like-minded individuals, whether it's direct competition or somebody that's maybe a small business doing something different, but you can relate to. Yeah. Um, so, you know, how do you deal with, uh, the five thirty Sunday afternoon calls? Do you, does it wait till Monday? Do you take it on Sunday night? And, you know, what, and, and I do think there has to be some education. Um, there is oftentimes the, I think, perception that owning your own small business means you have all this time and money. And the reality is if you want to get it beyond 12 months, yeah. You're going to be there a lot. Yeah. You're going to answer those phone calls because at the end of the day, no one else is there yep. to source it to. The buck stops with you. For sure. And so I do think, um, you know, part of that coming to the Small Business Development Center and having those discussions or being in economic development or community development anywhere is that's fantastic. We'd love to support you. Are, are you doing okay? Like, yeah. are you sure? Are you, yeah. you know, cause we all have those moments where you're like, oh, <laughs> again, we're going to do the same thing, but that's what they need. And sometimes they need that encouragement. Right. And, and I think that's where everybody in the Sock Valley can play that role of support because you don't think of that sometimes as they kind of need an off day too, but can't. Yes. Well, and, and that's a, an incredible thing to know that the small business development center is there as a resource. But what's interesting to me is, um, when did, when did you realize that counseling was a passion of yours as well then? So I think it's interesting. So people will often ask me like, what do you want to do when you grow up? Yeah. And I still think I'm honing that I'm finding yeah. more jobs I don't want to do, yeah. uh, than I do kudos to the person at each school district that has to decide if school is canceled for a day. Right. Yeah. I don't oh, want man. that job. So, um, you know, I think it has always been something and I really think a strength sometimes of mine can be, uh, listening yeah. and just being able to sit there and have somebody you know, sometimes you just need to, to get through some things to mm -hmm. be able to focus on the goal for the day. Cause, cause it's interesting that, you know, we're talking about economic development. We're talking about networking. We're talking about business plans and really the overarching need is a, a guide or a mentor or just a friendly listening ear where you can go and hear the words, you're not crazy, you know, or it's happened before. Yeah. Yeah. We can get through this. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that little bit of support and is critical. And I think maybe because of the pandemic, more people are okay asking for those things. I still think one of the best kept things that we do that no one wants to talk about is succession planning. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody wants to talk about, um, closing the doors. And, and we sort of laugh, you know, if you have a succession planning workshop and someone sees you there, the next rumor is 
they're closing. Yeah. You're not closing. It means you're being smart about how yeah. you're handing that off. And we yeah. have so many small businesses in our community that tomorrow could age out Yes, because they haven't thought about, you know, or, or the days of my son or daughter taking over mm-hmm. maybe aren't there anymore. Right. Um, so that's another thing that the SBDC does is try to figure, help you figure out what's your next step. Do you want to sell? Do you want to sell on contract? Um, is there somebody internally that you can look to? Um, and so at the end of the day, I think the people that I surround myself with are always people that at some point will say, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you feel sudden comfort, yes. right? And so I think to be successful, um, you sort of need some of those people that will say, now, wait a minute, <laughs> you know, have you thought about this? You yeah. have to have somebody that Rain will say in. no, right? Rain you in and bring you back to reality. The devil's absolutely. advocate piece. Yep, yep. Um, absolutely. But on the other hand, it's it's those people that you understand they're also trying to fight for the same customer. And what can you do a little bit different than your competitor down the street yeah. that may give you an edge in one thing? Um, and so I think that's that's kind of the exciting part. So I want to drill down on this just a little bit more because, I mean, it's not, you got into this because of your passion for uh, leadership, uh, your own leadership in a community, but leader, leadership development um, and and economic um, development and, and um stimulus, but it sounds like you have transitioned quite handedly into this, um, coach position, this, uh, business therapist position, this, um, acquaintance slash friend who gets it. And was that a natural transition for you? Does that, does that come to you naturally? Or is that something that you had to uh, develop and, and learn as the needs presented themselves? I think it's a combination. Um, I think there is a tremendous network of staff, my colleagues at the college, um, across all genres of the departments um, that are truly like-minded and are there to support our students, the mission of the college. And I think that helps support that notion Mm. of we're all here to help. And so, although a lot of what you said is very kind, I'm not sure if I feel like I fit that mold. Mm. Um, Because I feel like it it should be someone higher, right? Someone more elevated with that work. I'm excited when I can help somebody accomplish a goal, yeah, whatever it is. So we kind of joked before we started, um, you know, that I kind of see myself a matchmaker, not in the romantic sense of the word, but if you need something, if you come to me, just call me, text me, whatever. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I can find somebody to help you, whatever it is. Yeah, I've worked in enough communities. I know enough people. That's where I find joy, mm-hmm. like knowing that I'm helping someone with something that they need help with. Yeah. And sometimes that's just listening. Right. Mm-hmm. And hopefully I'm living what I'm trying to say I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and having having the 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 balance between um, a, a kind of uh, optimistic hope outlook of the potential is there. Let's chase it, but also balancing that with in a realistic time frame, you know, with with For realistic sure. resources. Absolutely. And I, I think I said this this morning in another meeting, and you may have heard me say this before, too. Like, I've been called Pollyanna, and I'm okay with that, mm. right? It kind of means you think that there's opportunity, there's hope. Like, 
I don't want to be the dream killer. There's somebody else somewhere that can tell you it's not going to work for your finances. So let's figure out how to make it work. Yeah. Um, I want to make sure that, that I don't want to be always the negative one and that people know there's great things happening. So for example, if we know that there's coffee clutches in every town, right? And mm-hmm. so sometimes there's great things that come out of them. Sometimes it's negative. Yeah. Um, so as a member of the community, if you're listening to this podcast, you're listening for the good things that are happening, right? Yeah. And so I challenge all of you, if you hear somebody saying something negative or I wish this was done, well, how can you help make that happen? Yeah. Or talk about two or three other fantastic things that are happening. I mean, I lived here. I wanted to come back here. Mm-hmm. You've been here a six short months and have seen some of the great things that are happening in this yeah. community um, and are choosing, right, to do mm-hmm. this podcast, to share that message. And and that's a huge support piece mm-hmm. um, to our community. So. I think it's just those little things that that are like, wow, did you know this is happening? Yeah. And we're telling that message because if you put on that community and economic development hat, there's a quality of life piece out there. And I need those chambers of commerce and main streets to have those quality of life things and the cities to have the parks and the events and all of that, the faith community, right? All of those things have to come together to make the other side work. So it's it's kind of a a fun idea that you're launching this that you've launched this mm, podcast mm. to talk about all of those things because I don't think it gets enough um, promotion of the great things that are happening. Well, and, and that is one of the reasons why I wanted to do this was there's a bunch of great things here, and I just love hearing the stories, and I love sharing the stories. And you know what better way to uh, continue to promote the sharing of the good stories happening than to just, like you said, step up and be a part of that solution and, and sharing those stories. I want to uh, touch on something that you were mentioning towards the end there of getting all these different chambers and main streets and uh, faith communities and business you know, communities together. W- what has been one of the challenges uh, during your time in, in this position of getting those conversations going? Because from what I've understood is that you know it wasn't too long ago that even within a single city, there was a lot of silo thinking all these different little groups and, you know, for profits and nonprofits and, you know, NGOs and stuff kind of all doing their own thing. Coming to the same table is a difficult thing within a single city. And, and you're trying to work on bringing it across our whole Sock Valley region. What has been one of the challenges with that? Um, I think people sometimes and the expectation, <laughs> right? Uh-oh. Of, of I laugh because it reminds me of one of my favorite quotes is that, you know, uh, and this goes for any community, but it, it, I heard it in the context of church. You know, church would be great if it weren't for all the people, sure, you know, sure. co- community development would be great if it weren't for all the people who get in the way of their own but, dreams. And- but go back to what I said uh, originally, right? When we started this podcast, the one of the best assets that we have and why things work here yeah. are because of our people. Yes, absolutely. Um, and so I think it's just um, you Dr. Helmick, who's again, the president of the college, likes to say, we don't know what we don't know. Mm. Um, And so I think a lot of us in leadership positions across the region, um, you know, either grew up here and have come back um, or we're from the region. And, you know, I didn't grow up in Sterling Rock Falls or Dixon. Um, I grew up in Whitesa County in Linden, outside of Linden. So you know, to me, boundaries didn't really matter, right? Mm-hmm. So 
and, and living in Springfield, it's, it's a really small town for a, a bigger community. Um, and you, you sort of get that other perspective that everybody can do something. And so I don't always like when I was doing economic development, I would say, I don't care if that, that company goes here or there. I mean, ultimately, yes, sure. I want it in the Sauk Valley. Yes. Regionalism has always been something that I think will help maintain us yes. and continue to keep us, um, strong. Right. Well, and it's just, it's recognizing if we can, if we can, uh, lift our heads just ever so slightly from our small fenced in yard to realize that what is good for my neighbor is actually good for me. You know, um, I think that that, that really promotes the willingness for collaboration. Absolutely. And it's, it's that mentality of, you know, I just want that entity here in the Sauk Valley. Yeah. I'd rather have you sleeping in my community because then that's tax dollars to me. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. also tax dollars from the company. Um, but I think 60% of our community, I heard this this morning. Thanks, Chris Noble. Um, 60% of our community um, cross commutes, right? Oh, so absolutely. It's, it's huge. So to be able to understand that what benefits Dixon, benefits Franklin Grove, benefits you know Fulton, benefits Sterling, Rock Falls, that's, that whole picture plays into this. And then I think when you're talking regionalism and you're having those conversations, it's, you know, we used to market ourselves as a region. There used to be an entity called I-88 and it was a group where they would, our economic development folks would go and they'd go to Springfield, they'd go to Washington, D.C., they'd lobby on our behalf, they'd take up issues. And so it's it's trying to figure out how we do that same thing now mm. on a broader level. Mm. Um, and so I think that's how we are, are successful. And I think that is, again, going back to the people, um, you know, it's, it's those of us that have come back here and say, this works, we wanna be here, here's the things that are happening. Here's why we can make it work. Yeah. And and knowing that again, you know, if in 2008 when I came back, I don't think anyone maybe on the rare occasion would reach out and say, "Hey, Dixon has somebody looking at us, you know, we don't have the space. Do you know of anything similar that we could just keep it here?" Right. right? And so fast forward to 20, I don't know. 21. And you know, that happened, yes. that conversation happened. So it's part of it is just acceptance of the fact that to be successful, we all need to be successful. And it's yeah. a little bit of that. Certainly there are communities that have sweet spots for certain industries or certain things. Yeah. <clears throat> um, or you have a riverfront you can play with. Right. Um, but other communities have other assets. You know, we built a retail facility for artists in Morrison because we had things supporting that venue. Yeah. So it's it's just kind of looking at how that is. And then you you leverage Woodlawn Arts Academy in Sterling and yep. you say you can come over here and you can provide those classes here for Western Whiteside County. Yep. Um, and then what does that mean for other artists? They can come in and collaborate. We can do other programs here. So I think really, um, again, back to that matchmaking thing, mm -hmm. that's where it gets fun is, okay, we have a project, we want to do it. Who supports that and how can we make it happen? What's been one of the most fun projects you've had an opportunity to, uh, have your finger in? Um, so I think there's been three that are pretty pivotal. Um, one happened here in Sterling, uh, with the leadership of Heather Satello at Greater Sterling Development. I was at the chamber, um, and we created the kitchen incubator of Northwest Illinois. Yes. Okay. Pretty, pretty cool. Right. So you can come in and rent the commercial kitchen by the hour, um, and create your wares. Yeah. And then with that, you have a built-in 
test market because you have the farmer's market here. Yep. So depending upon your product, um, and, and there's all sorts of applications that go into that. So I think that was one, um, you know, there was a lot of trust placed in Heather, uh, and then myself, both of us being farm kids, both of us having, um, families that were at the twin city farmer's market, seeing an opportunity. Yeah. Um, it, it was just really fun to work on. Like yeah. who tells two kids, like two of us young women, Hey, just go to that mark, go to the um, equipment auction and see what you can pick up for us. Yeah. We didn't know what we were looking for, but we had a good time and it's here today. Yeah. So, exactly. you know, it's, it's a regional resource again. And thinking forward, mm-hmm. that's what we wanted then was a regional entity yes. because it was a void everywhere else that we didn't have. Yeah. And it's and, and bringing and it's people here, not just for right. one city here, right. it's for Northwest Illinois. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think, um, I, I helped create a daycare facility in Morrison. They were, you know, without that. And just what that meant and looked like. And then I think the art gallery um, and all of those projects have helped create lifelong relationships mm. with people I probably never would have had. Wow. Um, and, and in some respects are some of my dearest friends. Yeah. Um, and you learn a little bit about yourself. You learn a little bit about your support from the community. And I think with the art gallery, one of the most fun things was my board of directors at the time, and, and even a little bit with the daycare. Um, if you think this is ha- like, we don't necessarily know we understand all of this, but if you think there's an opportunity, like they said, we will front the cost. Wow. Like, take it off the plate if that's a concern for you wow. and, and just go. Yeah. And so the amount of trust that yeah, they put into. Wow. Absolutely. And to have, and it was the same and continues to be with um, the Greater Sterling Development Board. And you can pick. It's the same with Lee County Industrial Development and, you know, all of those community development organizations have another layer of leadership, right? And those people are also wanting to see those great things happen. So it's really surrounding yourself with that team that all has that same vision of, yes, we want to see whatever town I'm living in succeed. But at the same time, I know that the overarching goal is how do we support the Sauk Valley? Because if we don't, it all goes away. Yeah. And that's the exciting part is watching some of that. Mm. As you reflect on living and working here in the Sauk Valley, um, what would you think is maybe missing in our area? Or if you could be in charge for a day and, and could change something, what would that be? So I think one of the fun things I do is I like always say, wow, if I won the lottery. This is what I'm doing. And it's the ability to see a town um, and know that there's opportunity. Mm. I think I wish more people saw that. Mm. I think I wish more people would act on what they want. So, you know, I don't know if I could ever do that full time or, boy, could I do that business there? Like, ask. What do you have to lose? Yeah. Um, and so I don't know, everybody's really good at telling you what's missing and it's always like the big things, the big chain things, right? So you can market us as a region as a hundred thousand plus people, right? Or a hundred thousand and attract attention. Um, but we've got some pretty fantastic mom and pop businesses that have been here a long time and built the fabric of this community. Yes. So how can we support them? Yes. How can we look at you know, helping them find alternative revenue streams Mm. to continue to maybe transition their business Mm. and continue to make it relevant if it's one that, you know, hasn't been or things like that. And and I do think that, um, you know, we both have kids. So 
what do your kids tell you you want? What do your friends, like everybody always has something. More snow. Right. That's what my daughter tells me. <laughs> and I've It'll told, come. I've told her, no, <laughs> we are done for this season. Dear child, but she just she just loves it. But and she's then also it four. snowed over the weekend. Yeah, I, I know exactly. <laughs> just when we thought we were finished. Yeah, but I mean, she's four, so th- those those requests will definitely change as she ages. For sure, but yeah. you know, I, I think that's part of it. Is um, you can look somewhere and always see something that's needed, mm. um, but it's not necessarily a new company or a new this. It's mm. You know, how do you support what's already here? Yeah. How do you um, leverage what you have to make something else a partnership? You know, if something's needed, do two businesses already do this and can you make it work? Or is there somebody out there that's looking to retire somebody else that wants to start their own company? Can you match those two up and say it can still have that long lasting relationship in the community as Mm -hmm. XYZ company Mm -hmm. and you can mentor them. So back Mm -hmm. to, again, back to the people Mm -hmm. like, and, and you know, I'm sure you hear this too. There's things I'm sure you miss. Maybe that's a question for you. Mm. Like what, what do you think is missing? You're talking to lots of people. What do you hear? Oh man. Well, I mean, I recently was living in, in California and so, uh, I do miss In-N-Out Burger. I mean, come on. <laughs> but th- that's that's going to take them quite a while. They have a very slow they expansion uh, policy. you know. But no, other than that, no, we, we, we've loved it here in this community. We've loved becoming locals. Um, and, and truly, it, it is one of those things that like when I look around, I see a, a overarching spirit of a desire to invest in this area, a desire to... Uh, work towards the future potential of this area, um, a desire for um, obstacles to not be the end for for any situation, but just to be a learning experience. And that is something that's really admirable, something that I really really, uh, respect um, and have have seen in this area. Um, So, um, but as we, um, for for you then, what is it that gets you excited um, and, and gives you hope when you look around here in the Sock Valley. So I think the thing, again, um, owning an independent, uh, business is the support we receive from people and being forever grateful that people are willing to support you, right. Mm. Um, willing to take a chance on a new business, willing to lend that support, Um, And then I think the other thing is looking a little bit through my kids' eyes and what do they see? You know, I know they're plugged in more than probably most eight and 12 year olds. Um, And I I don't think most kids would say, hey, I need to go to school tomorrow and tell so-and-so that they need to tell their dad about this sidewalk here. (laughs) So I know that's not the norm. That's something that comes Um, out of your kid's mouth? Yeah, it it has (laughs) on occasion. Um, But, you know, I I think that's, um, you know, just part of, of being here. And I think... The exciting thing is just how excited people get when something new does happen mm. and open and that support. And I do feel like we are closer than we've ever been to true regionalism. Mm. And I think that's an exciting thing for me. There's people in positions that understand and want to support. And there are people having conversations that probably never would have without the current people at play. Um, and it's, you know, it's like the city manager of Dixon having a podcast himself and, yep. you know, bringing a leadership event to the region. 
that supports everybody. Um, But it's bringing those things here. We don't have to go out of the area. And I think that's the exciting potential for me in thinking about Sauk Valley Community College is how do you think Sauk first? Why do you want to go to the community college? It's for everyone. There is something there for everyone of every age, whether it's college for kids, whether it's, you know, a certificate, a degree, upskilling, community ed, you know, and the gamut continues to go. And I think that's exciting because there's that leadership core that says, what else can we have? Mm-hmm. That's how the police academy happened, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's just an idea. And back to what Dave says, we don't know what we don't know. You ask me what's missing. I can probably tell you five things that I think. But at the end of the day, you probably have five others. And each of your listeners has five. Yeah. So reach out and tell us. Like, maybe it's something we've never thought about before, you know, and and that's what's exciting to me is people that have an idea and want to see it happen. Just help me make it work. Okay, so if people do want to get a hold of you to uh, launch an idea or, or take advantage of any of the, the resources that you have brought up already, what's the best place that people can get a hold of you, Kim, or get in touch with the SBD, SBDC at SVCC? Wow, I'm going to get myself confused with that. If they want to get a hold it's of the tricky. Small Business Development uh, Center, um, what are the best ways to get a hold of you guys? Um, the easiest way is probably just to email us. Um, a lot of us are out and about a lot. <clears throat> um, and so kim.s.ewoldson at svcc.edu. Um, mm. If you Google, um, you can probably find my cell phone number, 815-600-6267. Um, just reach out to me and I can put you in touch with whomever you need in the Sauk Valley. Yeah. Um, that's the easiest way. Um, whether it's somebody at the college, whether it's somebody in another community you have an idea for, um, we work with all of them. Um, and I think we're pretty lucky in that vein that we do have a seat at all of those tables. Yeah. So just reach out and I'll help connect you. Yeah. And is there anything coming up that you want to point people towards to keep on their radar? Probably lots of different things happening. Um, I think um, right now the biggest push, one of the biggest pushes, obviously, is summer and spring enrollment. College for Kids will be coming out. So mm. if you have a topic that um, you would like to teach on, uh, please reach out to the college um, Mm. for that or even for community ed. Um, And then this is the time our eighth graders are signing up for our impact program and doing their volunteer hours. So if you have a volunteer organization that you need volunteers for, call us and make sure we can help make sure you're on that list Mm. so we can send students your way for whatever community event you have. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story in the show today, Kim. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Until next time on the Sock Valley Spotlight, I'm your host, Drew Williams, and let's keep finding the beauty of this place that we call home. Mm-hmm.